BSB emergency episode, not an OT because the OTs are on Patreon, but another episode yet on the main feed because for the second week in a row, there has been massive turnover in the New York Ranger organization. The Rangers have fired or let go not only David Quinn, but David Oliver and Marty Jacques himself. Uh, Gregory, are we surprised? Are we flabbergasted? Are we not? What is it? What is it already on, a, on an afternoon schmooze with Ryan and Greg? I still am mostly just surprised you were so confident he was staying. I think more than anything, that was the part that I was kind of left me the most surprised. I was always 50-50 the whole week. I thought they would give him a chance. I thought there were connections between Drury and Quinn that they clearly had. And maybe because they just had done so much to redo what they're doing within the internal culture of the New York Rangers organization that they did not want to give him another chance. I do believe it was discussed of him staying. I believe he made his case and then Drury decided I cannot risk it. This is too big of a risk. I need to hire my own guy. I cannot say I blame Drury. Uh, I'm not sad or upset. David Quinn is gone. I stand by all the defending we did of him this year. I stand by all the logic for it. Uh, But I was still sort of convinced that he would get one more shot. Seriously. I thought he'd get one more year 50, 50, but I can't say I'm shocked or surprised, but I am a little bit, just very tiny. Um, oh, my God. I am. It, this is what happens when we're trying to record uh, in the middle of a workday. I can cut anything and, out. No, it, it's fine. I, the world needs to know that I am a working man. Um, <laughs> yeah, they know. Yeah. They, there's no secret. Yeah, I, everything to me goes back to what I said on OT, what I had said on the main show, what I had said in Discord, you, you name it, I've said it everywhere. Um, I I don't know how you could sit back. Oh, see, now you're a working man. No, I got the Slack notification, but people are clapping at home because they love it, whatever. I don't know how you could justifiably say that you are relieving Gorton and Davidson of their duties because they have underperformed and yet justify keeping David Quinn all in one fell swoop. And I understand everybody that had said from Drury having full autonomy that we keep hearing about to Drury was a big part of the process that brought David Quinn here. Yeah, there's a difference between being part of the process and being the process itself, right? Whether whether Drury liked Quinn or not, the edict from management was you didn't do enough to succeed this season and we need to make changes. And if that's the edict from the very top, I don't know how you could have kept the coach. It just, it, this isn't me saying Quinn should have been fired. You and I are both on record pretty safely saying that not just do I think David Quinn had a bad rap among some in the Rangers fans fear. Um, fans I honestly fear. I like that. Yeah. Fans fear. As I sit here today, I, I still don't know of who would necessarily be better equipped to take this team on a deep playoff run. We'll discuss David. When, some of the options you have uh, or that have been floated and that you and I have discussed on the internet yeah. over the past 30 minutes. Yeah. And it, it's, I think anyone trying to go for a, a out of left field hire right now is crazy. Uh, I, my, my biggest fear in firing David Quinn and I, I, I did think about this today because I, I was trying to think about where my mental mindset was when the Rangers fired Vino to where they're now today when they're firing Quinn. My biggest fear for Quinn is um, 
I just I don't necessarily have a lot of faith in the Rangers identifying someone that will for sure be better than Quinn. And when when the whole Vino stuff was going down, it was one part us hating Elaine Vino. We didn't want to watch him coach his team anymore. He wasn't qualified to manage the roster. There's a lot of reasons we were against Elaine Vigneault. And, I mean, some of the quotes came out this week like, hey, if Carter Hart can work on his game in the offseason through turmoil, Elaine Vigneault can work on his his game through turmoil. Oh, my God. Enjoy your next Um, three years, Philadelphia. Yeah, have a a good time. I'm going to laugh at every single one of them. But one one of the key things that I was reflecting on today when thinking back to that time is there was also a very clear and concise candidate that we liked, that we had confidence would be able to take Sheldon a young Keith. roster and help yes. it build. Yeah. So it, we weren't just saying fire Vino for the sake of firing Vino. To a certain extent, we were. But we were also saying, here's this guy who has taken this ragtag group of kids in the AHL in Toronto and have not just enhanced most of their abilities as players, but increased their stock as prospects. This is the perfect guy to have for a young roster that is looking to contend in the relatively near future. So we we had a guy in mind that we wanted to replace Elaine Vigneault with. And every time someone would come at us with fire Quinn tweets, we would always go, okay, who? And I still, sitting here today, don't have a confident answer in who. I don't. I, 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 I understand the people that would want Gerard Gallant, and maybe he'll be, end up being fine. I tried to break it down into tiers. Yeah, I have your Twitter tiers today. list in front of me, and I think you did a really good job of the names that have been floated out there already, uh, and some of those by our former guest and friend of the show, Larry Brooks. I can say that now. Mm. Uh, have, have come shout, in. shout out. By the way, I I think people. I, I we were trying to be as clear as we possibly can. It is a king shit move that Brooks just went back, listened to our entire podcast, <laughs> yes. and wrote it down in article form. That is. <laughs> Why work? Don't work harder. Work smarter. That is. Larry it was Brooks honestly day. so G that he did that. I was. I, I read the article because I click King right. I always have to click, and I was like, "This is our interview with Brooks in text form." <laughs> what? The and it hell? was like beat by beat too. It's like every point we brought up with Brooks, he just he was like, "Oh yeah, I did say that. All right." Oh, he uh, Greg did say there. Matthew oh, Kachuk, so yeah. I guess I'll write that down. <laughs> the Kachuk stuff was great because I I really wanted to get him to say it on the podcast. I know because he was just. I don't know if he was upset that I outed the name he wanted he to say. He poker faced it for sure on the show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, Larry, just say Matthew Kachuk. It's fine, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you even like, hey, I'm just interview. being an asshole here. Sorry. And then he was like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to write that in an article tomorrow. <laughs> so funny, man. Whatever. Uh, but, yeah, so let's go through some of these names. We have them in front of us. Uh, I, I mean, I went on our friend of the show, uh, Chell Squared, yesterday. A little shout-out to that podcast. And he asked me, uh, Andrew asked me directly, he's like, hey, who do you want as coach? He's like, I don't know. I think Quinn, Quinn might say, obviously, I was wrong, egg on my face. But some of these candidates are, are tough. So let's go from the bottom. The him category, Bob Hartley. Uh, currently in the KHL, I had our, fr- our friend Josh uh, tweeted out, uh, that he has some of the worst metric, uh, according to Ineffective Maths Model. This is from David uh, Leftcourt tw- on Twitter. There you go. According to uh, Ineffective Maths Model, I think Hartley has the worst metrics of any coach of the last 15 years or something. He's somehow worse than Quinn's metrics. Okay, so there you go. There's our start, Gregory. Yeah, but uh, Hartley also has a ring. Yes, um, that's very important. So that that 
Sorry again. Work. Yep, it's okay. Work. This is what we do. Work being work. So the uh, I'll, I'll continue this. So the yeah, next, no, no, next uh, year. But what I what I want to what I want to add about Hartley, it's in, one he has a ring, two he has a ring with Drury, and three he has a Russian ring this off season. So it's not just people saying um, Bob Hartley Stanley Cup connections, blah blah blah. It's that you could I could see a two hundred hockey men argument for why this guy deserves another shot in the NHL because he's done his time in the KHL to rebuild his standing in the league. So, yeah, I do I want Bob Hartley? No. Honestly, though, Ryan, as a betting man. I think I think Hartley's in the top money. three. I think, I he's, think he, he's my he's my bet. I I, I I will attach my name again. I want to be perfectly clear. I am not rooting for this. I hope it doesn't happen. I would love to be wrong. But if there's anything I learned from the 2016 presidential election, I need to be more certain about my betting standings so uh yeah my money would be on bob hartley yeah i i have hartley in the top three and i think the other two names are going to be uh names we'll discuss right now so this in the honestly uh just end my life tier this is the mike babcock special i think everyone's overblowing this i don't think he has i think that was just a throw in bait name to get everyone to be angry and i don't think I don't, babcock would i don't be serious. i don't i honestly don't know i hope so i don't believe I, so i will put it that I way can't imagine doing this podcast twice a week and having to talk about Mike Babcock that much. Uh, but the, I put him in the kill me now tier for that specific purpose. If he's the coach of the New York Rangers, everyone that said fired Quinn, you fucking, you deserve Mike Babcock. I'll say that. Let's talk about John Tortorella. Do we have to? I think so. Because yeah, I know, I know we have to. It's fine. Because he's in my top three too. And I truly believe that there are people at Madison Square Garden that still like him. I mean, we even said, Brooks said to us on Monday night when we recorded, there are still fans with him within MSG. James Dolan still likes Tortorella. So I, I, I don't know if Tortorella will be the guy, but he will be in my top three. He will have a chance to impress this New York Rangers new regime. I'm not sure that the, that he will, but he, it's not like he... He's going to get in the in the tournament, Greg. And isn't that all that matters sometimes? Um, I'm just going to read uh, Patrick Liney's quote from yeah. today. Okay, this is a good one. Finnish media. Uh, Liney was asked if he would play in the World Championships this summer. And obviously some of this gets lost in translation. At the same time, uh, words are words. And they mean what they mean. Patrick Liney said, quote, You won't see me in the Worlds. Because of this season, I can't stand even a game of hockey. It was an absolutely miserable experience team-wise and personally. Only good thing is that the season is over. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. End quote. Um, yeah. So, again, I, I can't be more – I can't be more clear in my thoughts about John Tortorella. One of my favorite coaches of all time. Most entertaining man – I've ever seen behind the bench in this league in my lifetime. Content Maybe from Blisher's Breakaway would be endless. Content endless. would be endless, and I don't think this podcast exists without John Tortorella because he made me more interested in the New York Rangers. Single-handedly, John Tortorella. With all that being said, I will never want to see him coach the New York Rangers again. Don't want it. I don't, I don't want it. It's, it, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be, it's like, uh, man, it, it, it's like a, a childhood actor that you absolutely loved as a kid grows up. You start understanding his opinions about things or her opinions about things. 
a little bit better and you're like oh no no really, you really think like that for Scott real Pilgrim versus the world oh, this no. really sucks uh, um yeah it's like it's like the opposite of what pre-larceny became uh that yeah i just i i can't the content gold the show will never be better we will be as entertaining as humanly possible because that man will give us something to talk about literally every day. Do I think he still has fans in the organization? Absolutely. He absolutely does. James Dolan being that. one of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And if there's anything we know about James Dolan is if he loves you, he loves you forever and unconditionally. Look at everything. How many, how many times everything, was Isaiah buddy. Thomas tried to be brought back? How many times was Mike Woodson brought back? Mills. How many times? Glenn Sather doesn't go anywhere. No. If Dolan loves you, he keeps you around, and he loves John Tortorella. I understand. Listen, this will be the first test of that Chris Jury autonomy that everybody wants to talk about. Because I got to tell you, if John Tortorella is the Rangers' head coach, fuck autonomy. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't think if, if, Tor- if Torch is the head coach, I don't believe it's a Chris Jury decision. Correct. As, as it sounds. I understand Jury played for him. I understand they have a great relationship. Jury can like the guy. But that's James Dolan being like, hey, man, I made you the president. You're going to make him the fucking head coach, and you're going to try it for at least one year. Well, let's go, let's follow up on that a little more because, oh man, Drury, this whoever Drury hires here has to be the coach you believe is going to be the Stanley Cup winning coach with the New York Rangers, right? We, you and I agree. The window is open. It is open now. They're going to make a push for it, and it's open for the next six to seven years. It could be longer. You can always extend a window, but even teams like the Blackhawks, things go wrong. You have the ELCs at this time. You have the affordable talent. You have the star. You have the goalie. People all get older. The next six, seven years are the window, Gregory. So whoever you hire now is likely, unless you change coaches halfway through, and Lord knows the Rangers have the money to do it, uh, unless you change coaches halfway through, like I just said, is the going to be the Stanley Cup contention coach. And that, that to me, is not John Tortorella at all. Well, it is and it isn't. If this, it, I, I'm going to try to yeah, go ahead. push back on that a little bit. John Tortorella is not a coach you bring in to rebuild with. John Tortorella is a playoff hockey coach. So if the goal is for the Rangers to not just be a playoff team, and remember that Tortorella has a ring himself. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very long time ago. It, it, it seems like a, a they life le- gone They by. left him at the party. They, 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 at, when he won with the Lightning, he sat around and no one talked to him, and he, was, he drove home. <laughs> that was yeah, it. it's... Um, so to say that it, your point actually makes Tortorella more viable um, because whoever is here, the expectation is not just playoffs, but deep playoff runs. And Tortorella has the history to do it. And he even has recent history. The Blue Jackets before this season have been super successful as an organization, whether that was in spite of John Tortorella or whether that was because John Tortorella is an entirely different debate that I'm sure Blue Jacket fans have had until they're, they're blue in the face. Uh-huh. Um, and we would likely have as well if he came back to this organization. But the thing that you – to your point, the thing that should scare you and the thing that makes both of us nervous when it comes to who the Rangers are going to pick as their next head coach, it is going to be a pedigree hire. I don't know how to make that more clear to people. The next head coach of the New York Rangers is not going to be some guy they take a chance on. No, and it's going to be a guy with track record, a guy who's proven to do it before, and a guy who the Rangers talk themselves into thinking he can do it again. That's the next coach of the New York Rangers. That's why the last search was so fun 
because everything was on the table. I know. Considering the Rangers were a rebuilding team. I know. And I, I really wish Knobloch would get a chance here. I really do. I've heard He's, nothing but I, great things. I really And have. I got to tell you, he'll have a chance as maybe an assistant coach, like Shannon suggested. But he is not going to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers. No, it's I, not going to happen. I think they'll get they'll at least interview him for the uh, offensive coach position, like Shane has said. I think that's. But where I don't he even know. Up. I don't know if they'll do that. If if because if this guy's guy going to want to bring his own staff, bring his own people. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the whole reason why Jacques Martin is gone. Would I would have never let Jacques Martin go? And it's not unheard of for coaches to have grandfathered assistant coaches in. Hell, David Quinn had was Ruff. tag teamed with Lindy Ruff. That yep. was. A coach that was, that was rough. here and kept. Hey. Yeah. Hey. hey. Uh, but maybe Martin, maybe Martin wouldn't have wanted to be here con- just depending on who the next coach is. I don't know. All I know is it more important, almost more important than who the next Rangers head coach is, is how the Rangers go about replacing specifically Jacques Martin. Lord knows Greg Brown, David Oliver. I can't name a single thing that they did great. Um, no, and I'm sure they're great Every, people, et cetera, seems... et cetera. I'm not, we're not flaming them. It's just. I mean, imagine it comes out that they're not great people, but that's not for me to hear, uh, to say or imply or insinuate or any of that shit. I'm sure they're great. But, yeah, I, I, I understand to a certain point if you're bringing in a new coach, allow him to bring in his own people, which is the same point of they brought in Drury, allow Drury to bring in his own people. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I just – I think people – excited optimistic and uh, we should also mention that um oh by the way the Mets are just Metsing. yeah Metsing so it all good right now for sure sorry um, harvey oh god i feel bad for harvey i do too one day i'll do uh i gotta come to terms with my feelings about <laughs> matt harvey, harvey. yeah um, one of my favorite things you ever said was if i wanted to trade harvey right now it would have to be for jock peterson <laughs> at the time i don't remember when i said that yeah it was one of our earlier podcasts it was a, a very long time ago. I was a big Jock Peterson guy. Yep, I get it. You know what the funny thing is? You know who you wouldn't be able to get from Matt Harvey right now? Jock, Jock Peterson. Peterson. I know, still so funny. I, <laughs> you were right. Uh, anyway, I, back hey, to the Raiders. My, my, my opinion some six years later, uh, 1,000% correct is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's – man, it, it, it really is tough. I Oh, what I wanted to say, in the John Tortorella tier of the content will be gold, but I think you and I will eventually and slowly die. Mm-hmm. Um I put Patrick Waugh in yeah. that as well because he seems like a psychopath. And, Does seem that way. And, can you be normal uh, if psycho- you're Patrick Waugh, though? <laughs> like, you can't. You're a goalie. No, no. I mean, there's something about great goal. Like, Henrik Lundqvist is a unicorn because he seems like such a great dude and is one of the greatest goalies seems. of all time. I'm <laughs> sure it seems, okay? The suits, they, they do a great job hiding some hmm. things. You can't? Yeah, but... If but I've learned I'm, anything about I'm the internet, is, you could look... Like a nice guy. I'll just say All that. I'm saying is, Pat, like the two other, the three other great goalies that I think of when I put them in the Henrik Lundqvist conversation. Yeah. Patrick Raw's a psychopath. I'm sure Dominic Hasek is like Chris Kreider before Chris Kreider was Chris Kreider. Yeah. Where that guy could be doing anything, and I absolutely 100% believe it. And Martin Brodeur married into the same family twice. Yeah. So that's, that's all like, you got to say. Goalies, goalies are weird already. Great goalies, the weird is at a completely different level. Keith Kincaid. Also, I should mention, Ryan, before we go any further, <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning are cheating. Yes. They fucking suck. Super important. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're both healthy yeah, yeah. somehow. Yes. Yeah, somehow. How about that? Playoffs start, what, this weekend? Yeah. So weird. They're both ready to go. Uh, all right. Who, who, who do we miss here? So, Gallant is the popular name that everybody is going to throw at you. Everybody. Yeah. I, I listen, think, well, Gallant, Gallant Boudreaux and Rick Tockett are the three guys that I – have firmly in the... I'm going to drop an insider hint here. You ready? Okay. 
Gallant was asked to coach an NHL team over a year ago. He did not respond. There you go. So I, I wonder if this happens again with the New York Rangers. We'll see. Maybe he doesn't want to coach anymore. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know either. I um, I have all three of these guys, Gallant, Tockett, Boudreaux, in the I'm sure they'll end up being fine, but miss me with any kind of level of excitement for them. Would would Gerard Gallant make me excited to be a Ranger fan? No. Make me feel like an adult is in the room. That's fine. Sure. Bruce Boudreaux? No. No. But again, Bruce adult is boring. In the room. IMO. Yeah, I mean, he's boring, but I, there's no denying his offensive coaching capabilities. He coaches a lot of teams that end up being fun. I know. I mean, he also coaches a lot of teams that end up underperforming. I wish they I'm were going to sure go outside fans, the box here, but they are not. No chance. Just no chance. They are not. But also... Ryan, it's something we've talked about countless times on this show too. What is outside the box in the NHL? Those Quinn was actually outside the box. He legitimately was. Yeah, but like, I know. Didn't also, I think everyone should be totally concerned that Chris Jury's first move as Team USA general manager was to hire Jack Capuano. That's not a great sign if you're looking for coaches oh, of God. the New York Rangers. I totally uh, forgot Jack, about that. If it's Jack Capuano. I this show is literally a horse racing podcast. <laughs> it, it's not going to be Jack Capuano. Relax. There's no way. I, Listen, I have all I'm, all I'm saying is Drury has been asked to find one coach so far, and he found Jack Capuano. I have Torch as the odds-on favorite with Bob Hartley second right now. Yeah, uh, I would probably have Tockett as the guy I think is more realistic as the favorite. I have Tockett third, but Hart, Hartley. To me, Hartley is is my bet, and I don't love. Well, it. I don't. I, I don't know what's so special about Tockett. Maybe I'll find out. I, but I'm I, not. I'm not necessarily against you. I know it's hard for anyone to make Arizona a serious competitor, and yet Tockett had success. That that, that team made the playoffs. That team I was went to the. This year. I like to go look at. I'm, I'm sounding like Bill Simmons for a second, but I like to go look at the other team's fans and what they think about coaches when they're fired. And if you go to the Fire Tocket thread on the Arizona Coyotes Reddit, it's just a celebration. It's just a yeah. It, it's also worth pointing out that um, Rick Tocket's best year with the Pittsburgh Penguins came while he was playing alongside Ron Francis, who was the team president of the Seattle Kraken. I'm just going to say those things usually. You're just going to say that out loud. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Just, 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 just putting things out there. Ron, Ron Francis has a track record of hiring guys he liked to play with, aka Rod Brindamore. So. That one worked out. Uh, Brindamore, by the way, not on the board because he is 100% not leaving. Yeah, someone was like, Carolina. why wouldn't Dolan just offer him the money? And I, it's sometimes it's more about more than about the money. I think Rod is very happy yeah. where he is. Not just that, but Rod is – when you've already made a lot of money in your career, money becomes less of a motivator. Yep. Yeah, so it's not like Dolan could offer him $6 million comparatively to the $1.8 he's going to get offered from Carolina. And then he would be like, okay, I'll go to New York. It doesn't it doesn't matter to him nearly as much. I mean, it's still a lot of money. Of course it matters a lot. But I can't yeah. it doesn't it's not gonna change his opinion to uproot his family and go from a place where he's made his name. Uh No, know. and it it's the same thing where, you know, people all the time like to bring up the name Barkov in trade conversations. Constantly. Got news for you guys. Florida that dude man. loves living in Florida. Loves it. Like I wish he didn't. It would make my job a lot easier, a lot more fun. Yeah. There's but, a reason we don't talk about Barkov when we talk about these yeah, trades. I, I don't believe. I, and listen, uh, we're big Eat Crow Egg on Our Face podcast. Huge. Sure, we love if, doing it. 
if Barkov wants to decide he wants to leave Florida, I'm all for it. But right now, he hasn't made that clear, which means the Panthers have no motivation to trade him. Uh, and the Panthers also a team that has proven to splash money. Just look at Bobrovsky, comma Sergey. Like they're not they're not afraid of spending. So I I can't find a reason why Barkov would be on the block. Can't do it. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about future coaches of the New York Rangers. Yeah, I I want them to go outside the box. They won't. None of these names have excited me at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no one I'm thrilled. I was really big on Sheldon Keefe back when this happened. We talked about that earlier. And the other thing that we learned with Sheldon Keefe very quickly is he was another man that didn't want to leave Toronto. Yep. Yeah, he wanted to have the chance to be the Leafs coach, and guess what? It happened pretty quickly. So good luck to him losing the first round this year, uh, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, yeah, so talk, uh, talk it's got to be up down there. Goes, yeah. Down goes Brown tweeted out today that um, never in NHL history have the Maple Leafs and Canadians met in the playoffs and the winner of that series not gone on to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. But also they haven't, like, met in the playoffs since – 1970-something-something. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't even an idea. So, no. uh, I really don't know where we're going to go from here. I hate to, to be like this guy who's like, we don't have any idea. I think we went through like the candidates that have been pretty obvious. I know that uh, dear friend of the show, Mr. McCurgliano, beat writer, uh, is going to be posting another list today of people he's canvassing. So stay tuned for that. But there's nobody else I can really think of that's this outside of the box. I know uh, I was talking to our dear friend Shana, also a friend of the show. Uh, she talked about Travis Green as someone that could be a possibility, but I don't. Yeah, I don't Vancouver really... wants to move on. I, I don't see that. The, the common theme you're seeing in all these names, and the point that Ryan and I are probably going to hammer home more than any other point throughout this entire search. And again, I don't expect the Rangers to make a hiring until the playoffs are over because they're going to. Yeah, you're the in whole... for a couple weeks here. I don't think this yeah. is anything quick. You're going to get the whole, well, we want to make sure we talk to everyone, and that includes assistant coaches on playoff teams and blah, 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 blah. So if the Rangers – I'd be more surprised if the Rangers make a hire during this playoff window than I was when um, Quinn got fired. But the the common theme that you're going to hear Ryan and I talk about constantly over and over and over and over – Thank you for listening, by the way. Yes. um, It's going to be a coach with a track record. It's going to be a coach with pedigree. It's not going to be outside the box. If you've thought of the name, the Rangers are going to talk to him because this coaching search is going to be limited to we need to make the playoffs. This guy has made the playoffs before. We're not going to take a big swing on a coach that hasn't done this already. And I got to tell you, as a sports fan, that's a whole lot less fun. And while you may think Bruce Boudreaux or Gerard Gallant is better than 10 other coaches currently coaching in the NHL. You might be right, but they're also not top 10 themselves because if they were, they would have a job. And I understand that it's a dumb league that does dumb things all the time and constantly. But uh, yeah, man, I, Jared Bednar and Rod Brindamore aren't walking through that door and neither is Barry Trotz. Here's, so. here's my final kind of stance on it. I think it's going to be torts. If it's not torts, I don't think it's anybody on the list we've discussed today. And I think there's a chance there's a sort of this dark horse candidate that comes out at the end as Chris Drury goes and does his due, due diligence, as which he should, as the playoffs ends ends and see who's available. We don't know who that's going to be. When John Davidson became the president, they interviewed like one person. That was John Davidson. I do not expect Drury to do that. He has to do his due diligence here. This has to be the right decision for him. But I believe 
I believe their higher powers might win out at the end. I believe that Torts has a lot of fans within Madison Square Garden. And uh, if he can impress and talk about the culture change that they wanted, nobody changes the culture like John Tortorella. Absolutely no one. And he will do that. Yeah, but the fear with Tortorella is the culture he brings in is not necessarily a culture that you want. No, no. I, I, I've said this before. I've Artemi Panarin wasn't allowed to play the style he wanted under Tortorella. I think he would be, I don't know if he'd be against it. I'm sure he likes Torts. Maybe they got along. Tortorella said a lot of great things about coaching him. But he's not going to I don't think he's going to want to go back to that style of, of play. I don't think a lot of the players on this team are, do you think a lot of players on the teams are, are Torts players? I don't think so. No. Um, I will add this, though. Can't say any of Torts' teams don't play hard. They always and play hard, bro. Every listen, single you, time. You, you, listen, you, you read the tea leaves. Larry Brooks, whatever you feel about him, there's no reporter in the National Hockey League more tuned in to what the Rangers are thinking or what the Rangers might do than Larry Brooks. And that might be part of the reason why you dislike him, because he says things that you don't agree with, but that's also the way the organization thinks. Uh, if Larry Brooks is saying the Rangers are going to prioritize bringing in a hard-nosed not gritty, but pain-in-the-ass player to play in their top six. I mean, that's John Tortorella's bread and butter. That, that's what he wants. I just I, I have a hard time convincing myself that it's going to be Torts. I understand why Torts would want it. I understand why Dolan loves him. I love him. Yeah, me too. I just, I just I can't bring myself to it. I don't want to bring myself to it. I just, I'm already, I'm just, I'm very ready to be, uh, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but. Um, underwhelmed is the answer. Yeah. Underwhelmed. underwhelmed. Yeah. I think whoever the next head coach is. And again, this isn't me saying I'm I'm kicking and screaming that David Quinn got fired. I can't think of a more vanilla head coach in the National Hockey League than David Quinn. Is that a good thing? No. Is that a bad thing? Also, no. I thought he had made real improvements as a coach. I thought he was be- coming smart enough to understand there were things he was incapable of being good at, and he needed to surround himself with coaches that were better than him in those regards, which is why I was a big fan that he, I don't know if he either swallowed the medicine or wanted to do it himself and brought Chuck Martin in. All I know is it fucking worked and credit where credit is due. David Quinn deserves some credit there for bringing Martin into his staff. Um, But do do I think the New York Rangers are worse today because David Quinn is not the head coach? No. Not really. But I think the Rangers could become worse if they make the wrong hire. And that's part of the reason why I was against the notion of firing David Quinn. I also became very resigned to the fact that he was getting fired because I still, to this day, you couldn't justify to me how you fire David Sid and Gorton and keep the head coach. It just doesn't make any sense. I think that's the big reason. I think uh, I think if Davidson was still here, maybe Quinn would get another year. But that's not the case. So that's where we are. Gregory, thank you so much for doing this with me. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can support us at patreon.com slash Breakaway. Break, breakaway? There you go. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Oram. You can follow Greg at Blue Break. We'll be back uh, later next week or early next week on Tuesday morning, and we'll be doing a Q&A tonight if you're listening to this on uh, – What's today? Wednesday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, we'll be doing a Q&A with our Discord and our Patreon tonight. So feel free to stop by. Uh, we love you guys. Let's uh, let's hope for the best. Bye.